0: And and I think if you're gonna set the culture, set the tone for the culture of an organization, you have to have some grounding in a philosophy or a vision or whatever. I mean, so I've often, well, the company has a vision. Well, what's your vision? And is it aligned? Because I know a lot of clients I've had, their idea about where they wanna go personally is different from the company. And you guys either ought to go on the same page or part ways or something.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mark Haas of AEG. Mark, super excited to have you on the show.
0: Great. Thanks to be here, Gresh. Looking forward to it.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to it as well, too. You're doing so many awesome things. And what I wanted to do before we jumped into the interview was read a little bit more about Mark so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And Mark is co-founder and CEO of AEG, the Association for Enterprise Growth. He's responsible for leading the expansion of AEG's national ecosystem of city-based communities of elite business advisors and successful mid-market CEOs. Formerly as a management consultant, he advised executives and boards in strategy and operations, including biomedical research, social services, technology, education, and professional services. He's facilitated high visibility sessions such as World War IV military strategy, response to nuclear terrorism, national health security training, STEM education, CEO roundtables, is, and it is an international trainer with clients in Europe, Asia, Africa, and is an ethics officer as Well, Mark, you're doing so many awesome things. Excited to have you here today. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community?
0: I am certainly doing that.
1: Awesome. Well, let's get it started then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story.
0: So as you said, I've been a management consultant for for 40 years and looked at a lot of different organizations. And one of the trends that I've seen, which is sort of unstoppable but unseen, is the growth of complexity. I think IBM did a survey and 83% of CEOs said that complexity is by far their biggest challenge. And so I recognize that when we we get into complex situations, we tend to hunker down into specialties. And that's what's happened to professional services uh, uh, providers. So there used to be a lawyer and now there's dozens of different kinds of lawyers, each have their own lane. And so I said that if you're solving a complex problem, you can't just take little pieces of it you need to have more integrated solution so that's really what what AEG is and it's designed to to create an ecosystem of business advisors and CEOs who can work together to solve problems and I get to use the term ecosystem because I'm also a recovering biologist and and I know what an ecosystem is and it's not a network everybody's using the term ecosystem it's 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 a very distinct kind of thing so that's that's what aeg is and so my my partner uh, John Yetman's uh, co-founder was he's a wealth manager he takes care of money I build businesses so it was a natural partnership to see if we could help CEOs through that that transition through whether they need help with technology or or finance or law or benefits or hr or whatever through their business and personal journey so i can tell you more about the the structure of aeg if if that's important to you or not
1: Yeah, that would be extremely, you know, important to kind of drill down and hear more about that structure. But I think one of the things I just want to kind of, you know, hammer home because I I, um, Steve Jobs has this quote that I read years and years ago around, you know, complexity and and, you know, design. You know, but if you really think about a lot of the things that we do, it's all in some form, shape or fashion, some type of design. But he talked about. Um, getting to simple actually is something that you really, really have to work hard. at. It doesn't come naturally. So when you said that, it really resonated with me because there is so much complexity and we sometimes forget that it's not usually we have to work to get to simple because so many things are complex. So I love that you guys are working on that.
0: The the parallel quote is about simplicity, but on the other side of complexity, figure out what the whole system is and then simplify it as much as possible. Don't just go to go the simple, simple, easy answer off the bat.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would love to hear more about, you know, the structure, how you work and how you're you're structured in serving your clients.
0: Yeah. So we started, it's a a membership organization. Uh, We started uh, as more of a lifestyle business between the two of us. And suddenly there was so much demand and interest, not only from other uh, colleagues that we had, but also from people in other cities. Actually, we had five people in five countries say, we'd love to have something similar here. So we turned it into a going concern. And now we're growing, raising capital. Uh, we expanded to Baltimore. Now we're expanding to Tampa. We're probably going to be about 20 cities in a couple of years. So the idea there are two communities. And that's really what we do is build these trust communities, because the ability to get a job done means who do I reach out to can I trust them can, I, can they connect me to other people so it's a community of elite business advisors in complementary disciplines we have about 80 different disciplines you know tax lawyers governance cyber etc and we put those two people together they really get to know each other incredibly well a lot of work on values ethics community collegiality getting to know each other personally and professionally so it's not like uh, I got a business card from somebody that I've seen three times in three years we really accelerate development of that trust see so both top of mind and if I'm going to refer you to one of my clients I better trust you and know you really really well I'm not giving up that relationship that's the first community the second one is uh successful mid-market CEOs of 20 million and more companies so there are networking groups out there they're they're all good in their own way Um, so it's not like it's a new concept but we do it a little differently so we're both both integrating all those different disciplines within a group it's not category exclusive um but and it's not just about referrals it's about community and relationships and to connect the business community with the advisor community because they both need those and we'll knit those together across the country. So if I need a M&A attorney in entertainment, I'm not going to find them here, but our LA chapter has it. So we'll make that connection. So that's, nice. that's the plan.
1: So people, people, people love it. Absolutely. So I want to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. So you might have already touched on this, but this could be for yourself, the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique?
0: Yeah. So the so secret sauce is the, the diversity of people, you know, both ethnically gender age discipline industry etc but also psychographic we're looking for people who who just have a, a different view of the world so that we don't get into any any silos so we have uh two things one is like I said I'm an ethics officer so that's really important that we we uh create that trust and view that trust in all of our members uh the second is we have four values that we use to make decisions Internally, to bring on members, and we expect our members to behave in that way. And those are, and the sequence is important. Give first. We're looking at people who are not just transactional; they're givers. Uh, they want to support their community. They want to support each other, and they're willing to, uh, you know, put in the time and effort to create a better community. The second is do great work. So, are you recognized by your peers for doing good work? You know, are you, you know, leading your professional association? Are you, you know, an author? podcast or or whatever the third is live passionately um do you believe that what you do is important and not saying oh, i hate this job i just i just want to get over with i want to retire uh if you believe that what you do makes a difference in people's lives their businesses their assets their growth uh their well-being that's important and the last one which not everybody passes is have fun so it's it's you know, give first do great work, live passionately and have fun. We found those that really create a community and we can take every one of our members and say they pass the test on all of us.
1: Nice, I absolutely love that. And um, I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: So I read a lot. And as all of us know who read business books, there's 250 pages in this book, and only 10 of which are really useful. I just don't know which 10 they are. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, it's just read a lot. I use Blinkist, which is uh, it's not an advertisement, but it's a good way of summarizing. It's like, you know what? This book isn't really exactly what I'm looking for. I, I can find out in five or 10 minutes, and then I'll go read it otherwise. The second thing is to read the books that you read before, because they're different books now. The books I read as management consultant gave me one set of perspectives. You know, the the what I have now is entirely different. You know, I say that that I've advised CEOs for 40 years. And so sort of tongue in cheek, I was offended when they just didn't list with listen with rapt attention to my every word and implement everything I, I suggested right away. And now that now that I'm a CEO, I'm thinking, God, this is a hard job. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion, and your job is to sort it out. So having perspective. Um, and that's from reading. And that could be fiction or nonfiction. Uh, don't don't spend your time just looking at, uh, at business books. Get as much perspective as you can and ask others for recommendations of what, what they value.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So it's a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I usually say it might be something you would tell your favorite client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self.
0: Yeah, I would I would say uh, again, I'm I'm big on values values and ethics, and I would say if you don't already have them, um, spend some time setting aside what are your personal values. Values, yeah, mine happen to be you know service, courage, loyalty, and respect, and they're in the order for a particular reason. Sometimes those conflict with each other, um, and kind of make your decisions based on those all the time. Get them earlier rather than later, because as, as CEOs, it's just wave after wave of after wave of stuff. You can delegate so much away, but a lot of it stays in your head. And when you have to make a tough decision, uh, there's got to be some touchstone that you can rely on, and not whoever has the loudest voice or the most testosterone.
1: Yeah, that makes so much sense. It ends up being a, a lot of times like a filter. And you know, you might have you know been alluding to this, but do you feel like that's something that um, so many times you can kind of jump into the business, jump into the position or whatever it might be and, and you know, tackle all the problems and those things like that. Do you feel like that's maybe one of the exercises or things that you should get clarity on in the very beginning because that creates a foundation for yourself as well as the organization?
0: Yeah. And, and I think if you're going to set the culture, set the tone for the culture of an organization, you have to have some grounding in a philosophy or a vision or whatever. I mean, so I've often, well, the company has a vision. Well, what's your vision? And is it aligned because I know a lot of clients I've had their idea about where they want to go personally is different from the company. And you guys either ought to go on the same page or part ways or something because you can't be an effective leader unless you share and can uh, imbue that vision in all your customers as well as your employees.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That make, that makes so much sense. So I, I truly appreciate you um, sharing that. And and now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition: of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping our different "quote unquote" CEOs on the show, and I know you have loads and loads of knowledge and obviously experience as well too. So, Mark, what does C- being a CEO mean to you?
0: Big responsibility. You know, people think, "Oh, CEO, I finally arrived. I can get the, you know the nice office and nice chair." Um, that's not it. I mean, I see being a CEO is you're a steward of the organization and you have responsibility and in effect, you work for everybody else. They don't work for you. So um, that means you, you have to be you know, to encourage and enthuse and manage people and you know find the resources to to fill that vision that you have for the organization. Yeah you know, so yeah you know, two of my my values are, are service and loyalty. So the CEO role is one I can I think I can really thrive in. Um, I mean, it's the CEO stands for chief executive officer. Um, It's usually defined as a person with the authority or responsibility to execute and enforce things. Um, Sounds like kings or emperors, Um, (laughs) but that's really not how organizations should work. You know, the CEO is a leader and his or her job is to get people to follow them, Uh, you know, not just and that's inside and outside the organization. And I think uh, things like um, people like Simon Sinek um you know their take on leading organizations um you know they have a purpose you know why do we exist and so that that alignment between your personal goals and values and and the organizations they have to be visible they have to be uh, promoted and they have to be um incentivized I guess you know that's really the the longevity and the, and the ultimate contribution of your company to the community uh is what's what's uh going to come from that alignment
1: yeah, absolutely. Too much who too too much who is given, much is respected as well too, expected as well too. So you get to have uh you know that opportunity. Either Voltaire
0: or Spider-Man, whoever you <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, whoever you follow, but either way, the message lands, right? <laughs> So Mark, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time um, even more. So what I was to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get out of you, find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on.
0: Well, I just, uh, a couple things. One is, you know, I think the the idea of AEG is a good one. I think we're really, it's a, to sort of wax philosophical, I think it's a it's a way professional services can be transformed. uh It's very much the way healthcare has been it used to be fee for service, and realized if there's a lot of collateral damage going to the wrong doctor or delayed. And I think the same thing is true if we can provide more integrated perspective and service on professional service providers and try to get ourselves out of the silos. I'm we're being complexity pushes in those into silos and we have disciplines and certifications and licenses and so forth to the extent we can we can move move out of that and work together and better understand each other that'd be great I don't think we can wait for artificial intelligence to to solve this problem we have to do it ourselves so I would say from the CEO's standpoint um, cultivate different perspectives Certainly, you know, diversity of opinion, diversity of experience, diversity of, of history um, is really important. So for the CEO themselves, seek out a peer group. Uh, I know it's time. I know it's money. But uh, spend the time. I think you'll get some insights that'll make you a better leader uh, and a better person. Yeah, uh, they just uh, email me at mhaas at enterprisegrowth.org. It's m h a a s at enterprisegrowth, all one word, dot org
1: awesome 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 and to make it even easier we'll have the links and information again um in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you and, and find out about all those awesome things of course appreciate your time today
0: great thanks very much chrisom thank you for listening to
1: the imceo podcast powered by cb nation and blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co I Am CEO is not just a phrase it's a community check out the latest and greatest apps books and habits to level up your business at CEOHacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.